Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books <clears throat> right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, uh, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And by Das Prabhupada and I have a little ashram here, and uh, we're trying to serve the Lord uh, the best we can especially by reading out loud to you all. Um, and hopefully more and more devotees will be attracted to hear Srila Prabhupada's books. On this holiest of days, the disappearance of Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Before I read Srila Prabhupada's books, I want to read a little bit, just a little, something from... Uh, his last writings. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a little long. Hare Krishna. This is Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I have no attraction for living in Vaikuntha, that part of the spiritual sky presided over by Sri Sri Lakshmi Narayana, nor do I desire useless activities of gross sense gratification in this material world. I will never cherish the desire for attaining the divine bliss of impersonalistic liberation, even for a second. <clears throat> Furthermore, there are many transcendental pastimes of Sri Hari that may be very purifying for all conditioned souls, yet such pastimes will never ever give me any happiness at all. This is because such pastimes are quite different from the blissful ecstasies of Braja consciousness, being completely devoid of any relationship with Sri Radhika, who is the one and only fountainhead of pure joy. Hare Krishna. So, Srila Sanatana Goswami glorified the Srimad Bhagavatam, which was Bhaktivinoda Thakur's life and soul, along with Sri Chaitanya. Charitamrita, <clears throat> upon which all his writings are based. Um, so this Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram glorifies Srimad Bhagavatam um, and was Srila Sanatana Goswami's 107th obeisance offered to the Vrindavan pastimes of Krishna in his Sri Krishna Lila Stava. And it goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. 
Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandudita Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadaga Mad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Sadhuta Dayin Adini Chuchata Kada Hanamunchagadachin Mam Premna Rit Kanta Yokspuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reached the 20th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam conversation between Maitreya and Vidura. Uh, Vidura is continuing to question Maitreya about the details of the creation and he has explained the five basic uh, forms of ignorance that allow for the soul to come and live separately from Krishna and in doing so he found himself being attacked by these rakshas and yakshastas. So that's where we are taking up today's reading, uh, text 26. Lord Brahma, approaching the Lord, addressed him thus, My Lord, please protect me from these sinful demons who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex and have come to attack me. Purport It appears here that the homosexual appetite of males for each other is created in this episode of the creation of the demons by Brahma. In other words, the homosexual appetite of a man for another man is demoniac, and is not for any sane male in the ordinary course of life. Text 27 My Lord, 
You are the only one capable of ending the affliction of the distressed and inflicting, inflicting agony on those who never resort to your feet. Purport The words Kleshadas Tesham Anasanapadam Tava indicate that the Lord has two concerns. The first is to give protection to persons who take shelter of His lotus feet and the second is to give trouble to those who are always demoniac and who are inimical toward the Lord. Maya's function is to give afflictions to the non-devotees. Here Brahma said, You are the protector of the surrendered souls. Therefore, I surrender unto your lotus feet. Please give me protection from these demons. Text 28 The Lord, who can distinctly see the minds of others, perceived Brahma's distress and said to him, Cast off this impure body of yours. Thus commanded by the Lord, Lord Brahma cast off his body. Purport The Lord is described here by the word Vivikta Dhyatma Darshana. If anyone can completely perceive another's distress without doubt, it is the Lord Himself. If someone is in distress and wants to get relief from his friend, sometimes it so happens that his friend does not appreciate the volume of distress he is suffering. But for the Supreme Lord, it is not difficult. The Supreme Lord, as Paramatma, is sitting within the heart of every living entity and He directly perceives the exact causes of distress. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Sarvasya Chaham Hridi Sanavishta I am sitting in everyone's heart and because of me, one's remembrance and forgetfulness occur. Thus, whenever one fully surrenders under the Supreme Lord, one finds that he is sitting within one's heart. He can give us direction how to get out of the dangers or how to approach Him in devotional service. The Lord, however, asked Brahma to give up His present body because it had created the demoniac principle. According to Sridhar Swami, Brahma's constant dropping of his body does not refer to his actually giving up his body. Rather, it suggests that Brahma gave up a particular mentality. Mind is the subtle body of the living entity. We may sometimes be absorbed in some thought which is sinful. But if we give up the sinful thought, it may be said that we give up the body. Brahma's mind was not in correct order when he created the demons. It must have been full of passion because the entire creation was passionate. Therefore, such passionate sons were born. It follows that any father and mother should be careful 
should also be careful while begetting children. The mental condition of a child depends on the mental status of his parents at the time he is conceived. According to the Vedic system, therefore the Garbhadana Sangskara, or the ceremony for giving birth to a child, is observed. Before beginning a child, one has to sanctify his perplexed mind. When the parents engage their minds at the lotus in the lotus feet of the Lord, and in such a state the child is born, naturally, good devotee children come. When the society is full of such good population, there is no trouble from demoniac mentalities. Text 29 The body given up by Brahma took the form of the evening twilight when the day and, the, and night meet, a time which kindles passion. The Asuras, who were passionate by nature, dominated as they are by the element of Rajas, took it for a damsel whose lotus feet resounded with the tinkling of anklets and whose eyes were wide with intoxication and whose hips were covered by fine cloth over which shone a girdle. Purport. As early morning is the period for spiritual cultivation, the beginning of evening is the period for passion. Demoniac men are generally very fond of sex enjoyment. Therefore, they very much appreciate the approach of evening. The demons took the approach of the evening twilight to be a beautiful woman, and they began to adore her in various ways. They imagined the twilight to be a very beautiful woman with tinkling bangles on her feet, a girdle on her hips, and beautiful breasts, and for their sexual satisfaction, they imagined the appearance of this beautiful girl before them. Text 30 Her breasts projected upward because of their clinging to each other, and they were too contiguous to admit any intervening space. She had a shapely nose and beautiful teeth, a lovely smile played on her lips, and she cast a sportful glance at the Asuras. <laughs> Text 31 Adorned with dark tresses, <clears throat> she hid herself, as, as it were, out of shyness. Upon seeing that girl, <clears throat> the Asuras were all infatuated with an appetite for sex. Purport The difference between demons and demigods is that a beautiful woman very easily attracts the minds of demons, but she cannot attract the mind of a godly person. <clears throat> a godly person is full of knowledge, and a demoniac person is full of ignorance. Just as a child is attracted by a beautiful doll, similarly a demon, who is less intelligent and full of ignorance, is attracted by material, material beauty and an appetite for sex. The godly person knows that this nicely dressed and ornamented attraction of high breasts, high hips, beautiful nose and fair complexion is maya. All the beauty a woman can display is only a combination 
of flesh and blood. Sri Shankaracharya has advised all persons not to be attracted by the interaction of flesh and blood. They should be attracted by the real beauty of, in spiritual life. The real beauty is Krishna and Radha. One who is attracted by the beauty of Radha and Krishna cannot be attracted by the false beauty of this material world. That is the difference between a demon and a godly person or devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 32 The demons praised her. Oh, what a beauty! What rare self-control! What a budding youth! In the midst of all of us all who are passionately longing for her, she is moving about like one absolutely free from passion. 33 Indulging in various speculations about the evening twilight, which appeared to them endowed with the form of a young woman, the wicked-minded Asuras treated her with respect and fondly spoke to her as follows. Text 34 Who are you, pretty girl? Whose, whose wife or daughter are you? And what can be the object of your appearing before us? Why do you tantalize us, unfortunate as we are, with the priceless commodity of your beauty? Purport. The mentality of the demons is being enamored. The, 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 excuse me. I think that caught between my toes. Make sure. Okay. <clears throat> Purport. The mentality of the demons in being enamored with the false beauty of this material world is expressed herein. The demoniac can pay any price for the skin beauty of this material world. They work very hard all day and night, but the purpose of their hard work is, in, is to enjoy sex life. Sometimes they misrepresent themselves as karma yogis, not knowing the meaning of the word yoga. Yoga means to link up with the Supreme Personality of Godhead or to act in Krishna consciousness. A person who works very hard, no matter in what occupation, and who offers the result of the work to the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is called a karma yogi. Text 35 Whosoever you may be, O beautiful girl, we are fortunate in being able to see you. While playing with a ball, you have agitated the minds of all onlookers. Purport, purpose of tennis. Purport. <clears throat> Demons arrange many kinds of performances to see the glaring beauty of a beautiful woman. Here it is stated that they saw the girl playing with a ball. Sometimes the demoniac arrange for so-called sports like tennis with the opposite sex. The purpose of such sporting is to see the bodily construction of the beautiful girl and enjoy a subtle sex mentality. This demoniac sex mentality of material enjoyment is sometimes encouraged 
by so-called yogis who encourage the public to enjoy sex life in different varieties and at the same time advertise that if one meditates on a certain manufactured mantra, one can become God within six months. The public wants to be cheated and Krishna therefore creates such cheaters to misrepresent and delude. These so-called yogis are actually enjoyers of the world garbed as yogis. Bhagavad Gita, however, recommends that if one wants to enjoy life, then it cannot be with these gross senses. A patient is advised by the experienced physician to refrain from ordinary enjoyment while in the diseased condition. A diseased person cannot enjoy anything. He, he has to restrain his enjoyment in order to get rid of the disease. Similarly, our material condition it is, a, is a diseased condition. If one wants to enjoy real sense enjoyment, then one must get free of the entanglement of material existence. In spiritual life, we can enjoy sense enjoyment which has no end. The difference between material and spiritual enjoyment is that material enjoyment is limited. Even if a man engages in material sex enjoyment, he cannot enjoy it for long. Even if a man engages in material sex enjoyment, he cannot enjoy it for long. But when the sex enjoyment is given up, then one can enter spiritual life, which is unending. Happiness in the, in the Bhagavatam 5.5.1, it is stated that Brahma-sokya, spiritual happiness, is ananta, unending. Foolish creatures who are enamored by the beauty of matter and think that the enjoyment is, it offers is real, but actually, foolish creatures are enamored with the beauty of matter and think that the enjoyment it offers is real, but actually, that is not real enjoyment. Text 36 O oh, beautiful woman, when you strike the bouncing ball against the ground with your hand again and again, your lotus feet do not stay in one place. Oppressed by the weight of your full-grown breasts, your waist becomes fatigued and your clear vision grows dull, as it were. Pray, braid your comely hair. What a translation. Purport. The demons observed beautiful gestures in the woman's every step. Here they praise her full-grown breasts, her scattered hair, and her movements in stepping forward and backward while playing with the ball. In every step, they enjoy her womanly beauty, and while they enjoy her beauty, their minds become agitated by sex desire. As moths at night surround the fire and are killed, so the demons become victims of the movements of the ball-like breasts of a beautiful woman. The scattered hair of a beautiful woman also attracts the heart of a lusty demon. Text 37 The Asuras clouded in their understanding 
took the evening twilight to be a beautiful woman showing herself in her alluring form, and they seized her. Purport. The Asuras are described here as mudha diya, meaning that they are captivated by ignorance just like the ass. The demons were captivated by the false, glaring beauty of this material form, and thus they embraced her. Text 38 With a laugh full of deep significance, the worshipable Brahma then evolved by his own loveliness, which seemed to enjoy itself by itself, the hosts of Gandharvas and Apsaras. Purport The musicians in the upper planetary systems are called Gandharvas and the dancing girls are called Apsaras. After being attacked by the demons and evolving a form of a beautiful woman in the twilight, Brahma next created Gandharvas and Apsaras. Music and, music and dancing employed in sense gratification are to be accepted as demoniac. But the same music and dancing when employed in glorifying the Supreme Lord as Kirtan are transcendental and they bring about a life completely fit for spiritual enjoyment. 39. After that, Brahma gave up that shining and beloved form of moonlight. Vishwavasu, no, Vishwavasu and the other and other Gandharvas gladly took possession of it. Text 40 The glorious Brahma next evolved from his sloth the ghosts and fiends, but he closed his eyes when he saw them stand naked with their hair scattered. Purport Ghosts and mischievous hobgoblins are also the creation of Brahma. They are not false. All of them are meant for putting the conditioned soul into various miseries. They are understood to be the creation of Brahma under the direction of the Supreme Lord. Text 41 The ghosts and hobgoblins took possession of the body thrown off in the form of yawning by Brahma, the creator of the living entities. This is also known as the sleep which causes drooling. The hobgoblins and ghosts attack men who are impure and their attack is spoken of as insanity. Purport The disease of insanity or being haunted by ghosts takes place in an unclean state of existence. Here it is clearly stated that when a man is fast asleep and saliva flows from his mouth and he remains unclean, ghosts then take advantage of his unclean state and haunt his body. In other words, those who drool while sleeping are considered unclean and are subject to be haunted by ghosts or to go insane. Such practical knowledge. Text 42 <clears throat> Recognizing himself to be full of desire and energy 
the worshipable Brahma, the creator of the, creator of the living entities, evolved from his own invisible form, from his navel, the hosts of sadhyas and pitas. Purport The sadhyas and pitas are invisible forms of departed souls, and they are also created by Brahma. Text 43 The pitas themselves took possession of the invisible body, the source of their existence. It is through the medium of this invisible body that those well-versed in the rituals offer oblations to the sadhyas and pitas in the form of their departed ancestors on the occasion of shraddha. Purport Shraddha is a ritualistic performance observed by the followers of the Vedas. There is a yearly occasion of 15 days when ritualistic religionists follow the principle of offering oblations to departed souls. Thus, those fathers and ancestors who by freaks of nature might not have a gross body for material enjoyment can again gain such bodies due to off the offering of shraddha, oblations by their descendants. The performance of shraddha, or offering oblations with prasad, is still current in India, especially at Gaya, where, ob where oblations are offered at the lotus feet of Vishnu in a celebrated temple. Because the Lord is thus pleased with the devotional service of the descendants, by His grace, He liberates the condemned souls of forefathers who do not have gross bodies and He favors them to again receive a gross body for, develop, for development of spiritual advancement. Unfortunately, by the influence of Maya, the conditioned soul employs the body he gets for sense gratification, forgetting that such an occupation may lead him to return to an invisible body. The devotee of the Lord, or one who is in Krishna consciousness, however, does not need to perform such ritualistic ceremonies as Shraddha, because he is always pleasing to the Supreme Lord. Therefore, his fathers and ancestors, who might have been in difficulty, are automatically relieved. The vivid example is Prahlad Maharaj, Prahlad Maharaj requested Lord Nishingadev to deliver his sinful father, who had so many times offended the lotus feet of the Lord. The Lord replied that in a family where a Vaishnava like Prahlad is born, not only his father, but his father's father and their fathers, up to the fourteenth father back, are all automatically delivered. The conclusion, therefore, is that Krishna consciousness is the sum total of all good work for the family, for society, and for all living entities. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the author says that a person fully conversant with Krishna consciousness does not perform any rituals because he knows 
that simply by serving Krishna in full Krishna consciousness, all rituals are automatically performed. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 44 Then Lord Brahma, by his ability to be hidden from vision, created the Siddhas and Vijadharas and gave them that wonderful form of his known as the Antardana. Purport Antardana means that these living creatures can be perceived to be present, but they cannot be seen by vision. Text 45 One day, Brahma, the creator of the living entities, beheld his own reflection in the water, and admiring himself, he evolved Kimpurushas, as well as Kinaras, out of that reflection. Text 46 <clears throat> The Kimpurushas and Kinaras took possession of that shadowy form left by Brahma. That is why they and their spouses sing his praises by recounting his exploits at every daybreak. Purport The time early in the morning, one and a half hours before sunrise, is called Brahma Muhurta. During this Brahma Muhurta, spiritual activities are recommended. Spiritual activities performed early in the morning have a greater effect than in any other part of the day. Text 47 Once Brahma lay down with his body stretched at full length. He was very concerned that the work of creation had not proceeded apace and in a sullen mood he gave up that body too. O Vidura, the hair that dropped from that body transformed into snakes. And even while the body crawled along with its hands and feet contracted, there sprang from it ferocious serpents and nagas with their hoods expanded. Fascinating details. Text 49 One day Brahma, the self-born, the first living creature, felt as if the object of his life had been accomplished. At that time, he evolved from his mind the Manus, who promote the welfare activities of the universe. Text 50 The self-possessed creator gave them his own human form. On seeing the Manus, those who had been created earlier, the demigods, the Gandharvas, and so on, applauded Brahma, the Lord of the Universe. Text 51 They prayed, O Creator of the Universe, we are glad. What you have produced is well done. Since ritualistic acts have now been established soundly in this human form, we shall all share the sacrificial oblations. Purport the importance of sacrifice is also mentioned in Bhagavad-gītā, 3rd chapter, verse 10. The Lord confirms there 
that in the beginning of, the, of creation, Brahma created the Manus along with the ritualistic sacrificial method and blessed them. Continue these sacrificial rites and you will gradually and, and you will be gradually elevated to your proper position of self-realization and will also enjoy material happiness. All the living entities created by Brahma are conditioned souls and are inclined to lord it over material nature. The purpose of sacrificial rituals is to revive gradually the spiritual realization of the living entities. That is the beginning of life within this universe. These sacrificial rituals, however, are intended to please the Supreme Lord. Unless one pleases the Supreme Lord, or unless one is Krishna conscious, one cannot be happy, either in material enjoyment or in spiritual realization. Text 52 Having equipped himself with austere penance, adoration, mental concentration, and absorption in devotion, accompanied by dispassion, and having controlled his senses, Brahma, the self-born living creature, evolved great sages as his beloved sons. Purport. The ritualistic performance of sacrifice are meant for material economic development. In other words, they are meant to keep the body in good condition for cultivation of spiritual knowledge. But for actual attainment of spiritual knowledge, other qualifications are needed. What is essential is vidya, or worship of the Supreme Lord. Sometimes the word yoga is used to refer to the gymnastic performances of different bodily postures which help mental concentration. Generally, the different bodily postures in the yoga system <clears throat> are accepted by less intelligent men to be the end of yoga, but actually they are meant to concentrate the mind upon the Supersoul. After creating persons for economic development, Brahma created sages who would set the example for spiritual realization. And we'll stop here. It's five after eight. Last verse. Okay. Our fact checker, Abhay Das Brahmachari, has informed me that this is the last verse in the chapter, so we will definitely do this verse. Text 53. <clears throat> to each one of these sons, the unborn creator of the universe gave a part of his own body, which was characterized by deep meditation, mental concentration, supernatural power, austerity, adoration, and renunciation. Thank you. Purport. The word virak, viraktimat in this verse means possessed of the qualification of renunciation. Spiritual realization cannot be attained by materialistic persons. For those who are addicted to sense enjoyment, 
spiritual realization is not possible. In Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that those who are too attached to seeking material possessions and material enjoyment cannot reach Yoga Samadhi, absorption in Krishna consciousness. Propaganda that one can enjoy this life materially and at the same time spiritually advance is simply bogus. The principles of renunciation are four. To avoid illicit sex life. Two, to avoid meat-eating. Three, to avoid intoxication. And four, to avoid gambling. These four principles are called tapasya, or austerity. To absorb the mind in the Supreme and Krishna Consciousness is the process of spiritual realization. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 20th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Conversation between Maitreya and Vidura. Hare Krishna, all glories to Maitreya and all glories to Vidura for asking these questions and all glories to Lord Brahma who is so expert at creating all the various forms and living beings in this material world. Hare Krishna. Okay, we'll stop here. It's 8.06. We'll start tomorrow <clears throat> with text 1 of chapter 21. And until then, we will happily listen to the reflections of the devotees present. Hare Krishna. First is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jaguar Maharaj, time to recharge for me. <laughs> Thank you very much for your daily readings. They are a feast for my soul. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. And I must say that I'm getting more and more pleasure every day from reading this Srimad Bhagavatam. I mean, it's so vast, this scripture, that last time I read it was a long time ago, last time we read it together. And I didn't remember all the details of every little, little every living being and how Lord Brahma created. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Hare Krishna. From Katie Romaya. Yes, Katie. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace and thank you for regularly attending the daily readings. And from Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Ho. Thank you <clears throat> for your consistent daily readings. They are the highlight of my day. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to Prabhupada. Proof of the pudding is in the hearing. <laughs> and from Katie. Hari Bo Katie. Maharaj, when you mentioned the tennis and seeing woman's body, it made me wonder if there is any sport or game that is appropriate for Vaishnavis. I mean they swim. Vaishnavas swim, 
Sometimes they wrestle, not with the opposite sex, but with each other for sport. Um, they do kirtan. They dance ecstatically in kirtan. That's a great sport. But they're not so inclined, actually, to, to sporting proclivities, which are basically a waste of time. Hare Krishna. They're too busy hearing about the Bhagavatam and hearing about all the different ways things that were created and who, how Brahma did it and what the mentalities were of all the conditioned souls. It's fascinating. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. Hare Bo, Hare Bo. And from Sutter Esther. Yes, said Esther. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and his Bhaktivedanta purports. Haribo. Tonight we heard several fascinating stories indeed. One thing I liked was this. In the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam 3.20, I quote, The Lord is described here by the word Vivikta-dhyatma-darshana. If anyone can completely perceive another's distress without doubt, it is the Lord himself. If someone is in distress and wants to get relief from his friend, sometimes it so happens that his friend does not appreciate the volume of distress he is suffering. Mm. But for the Supreme Lord, it is not difficult. Mm. The Supreme Lord, as Paramatma, is sitting within the heart of every living entity, and he directly perceives the exact causes of distress. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Sarvasya Chaham Hidisani Vishta. I am sitting in everyone's heart, and because of me, one's remembrance and forgetfulness occur. Thus, whenever one fully surrenders unto the Supreme Lord, one finds that he is sitting within one's heart. He can give us direction how to get out of dangers or how to approach him in devotional service. Unquote. Very nice description of the compassionate nature and the abilities of the Lord. Yes, and there's a verse in the Gita, uh, just now I forget the Sanskrit, which describes that, you know, that the devotee uh, sees equally and one of the ways he sees equally is by his own experience of happiness and distress he observes the happiness and distress of others and he wants to help them come out of the happiness and distress in, in, in the Bible there's a golden rule I don't remember if it's actually a Bible verse but it's, it's a definite Christian uh, golden rule do as, do as to others as you would have them do unto you so when you see what makes other people suffering, you don't want to do that to others. If you're an honest person, if you're an enlightened person. So yes, the, all these different ways that Brahma created the tendencies of the living entity and their activities and their mentalities is quite profound, quite profound. And the purpose of this knowledge is to 
develop detachment from the material world. Like there was a, quite a section, you know, describing, you know, illicit sex and what it means and how the demons are the ones who are mainly attracted to it and why and how it develops in the form of a beautiful uh, female human body especially. And uh, so these... These are the, this is the knowledge that we need to clear the air of this material world because everyone is just going absolutely bonkers trying to protect their own sense gratification. It's becoming, I mean, obvious which is ca what is causing the uh, tremendous feelings of hate and animosity and even violence. Uh, among different people of the same country and the same whatever. We have to detach ourselves from those things because they're just blink in the eye of Krishna. Okay, Hare Krishna. Yes, Daityari Hari, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. It's quite sobering to hear that godly people or devotees are not attracted to the opposite sex, that this attraction is indicative of a demoniac person. I'm quite a way off becoming a devotee by that criteria. <laughs> well, you're already a devotee, Haridas. You're chanting Hare Krishna sincerely. You're distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, trying to help others come free from material illusion. And yes, it is sobering that the real knowledge is meant to sober us up. You know? When we hear these intimate details of how, and, and mind you, <clears throat> I didn't remember this, but these different creations of ignorance and delusion and what allows the conditioned souls to misidentify with the material energy and then all the varieties of demoniac features came out and then when he was when he had cast off his subtle bodies that had developed those <clears throat> kinds of existences then he, he, he from the better part of him in the best part of him he created his mind born sons and we're going to hear about those now and they're righteous, and especially Narada Muni is the best teaching pure devotional service all, all over the universe. So in the spiritual world, all of these things, there are, there are manifestations of all of these things, but in reality, without lust, and without greed, and without envy, and all the inauspicious material qualities. There are males and females and they do associate with one another. But they enjoy a pleasure in service to the Lord which is so intense that they don't think of sex life. So it's not a matter of <clears throat> giving something up. It's just, it was described in one of the purports you can't have sex for very long, Baba. 
You can enjoy it for a few minutes or an hour or whatever it takes. And then it's gone. <clears throat> and then the relief you feel very quickly dissipates and it just builds up again. And you're forced to do it again and again. And you're forced to have, you know, different gross ways to do it, to, to stimulate the senses, which are being battered and dulled from doing those things. This is knowledge. This is real knowledge. <clears throat> it can help us awaken the desire to go back to the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. From Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai. Thank you so much for today's reading of Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes, Maharaj, it is almost the first time for me to read third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam cover to cover because Bhagavatam is not translated in Japanese. Alone reading it in English is very difficult, but it becomes much easier when I hear from you with all assembled devotees. Thank you very much for such a great opportunity to hear Srimad Bhagavatam cover to cover. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Lovely reflection. And before we go, it's because it's Bhaktivinoda Thakur's disappearance day, I want to read another one of his last instructions. This is the last writing of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. They're, they're, in the, they, they're in the form of vows. Let no form of so-called renunciation or asceticism become fit for my acceptance if it does not give rise to the continual expansion of my eternal loving mood, serving mood of loving devotion. And let no form of so-called knowledge or intellectual cultivation appeal to me at all if it does not admit the reality of eternal individuality shared by the Lord and His devotees during their everlasting daily pastimes. I have no desire at all for practicing any branch of the Eightfold Yoga process, for none of them contain any scope for enjoying the daily pleasure of serving Lord Hari, such as His confidential worship does. Rather, may I, may I render profuse, uninterrupted, confidential service 24 hours a day to Sri Sri Radha Krishna for all time to come, such service being the means as well as the end. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. We have more? Okay, we have some more reflections. <clears throat> and from Daityari Hari. <clears throat> one point Prabhupada made in the last verse was quote, Unless one pleases the Supreme Lord or unless one is Krishna conscious, one cannot be happy either in material enjoyment or in spiritual realization. <clears throat> How does this work in relation to material enjoyment? We often hear that material enjoyment and self-realization are diametrically opposed to each other. 
So how do we understand this statement? Read the statement again. Unless one pleases the Supreme Lord, or unless one is Krishna conscious, one cannot be happy either in material enjoyment or in spiritual realization. That's right. It means that the senses, the original purpose of the senses is to serve Krishna, is to please Krishna, is to give pleasure to the senses of Krishna. And unless we're doing that, we can't enjoy anything in this world. Anything in this world that doesn't lead us to devotional service is simply uh, evil. It's the opposite of the truth. It's asat. It has no permanent existence. So it doesn't mean that the devotee doesn't have sensual gratification, but not illicit sensual set of gratification. He enjoys prasadam like anything, and especially if it's take, cooked very nice with, with a, much devotion and with much expertise. You know, Radharani cooks for Krishna. So when there's a really good cook and, the devo and that devotee is blissful devotee, the devotees become completely ecstatic. They sing and dance in ecstasy and enjoy like anything. Even they enjoy in their social dealings. And I, I watched part of the sannyas ceremony of uh, uh, His Holiness Swayam Bhagavan Keshava Swami Maharaj the other day, yesterday, uh, day before yesterday. And uh, the devotees were happy. They were enjoying like anything. But it was all centered on seeing a person renounce the material world completely. <laughs> That's how we reconcile it. That devotional service gives pleasure that is higher than any material pleasure. And once one tastes even a drop of it, he can do without material sense gratification. But the senses need, you need to eat, you need to sleep, something. And if you take Krishna Prasadam, and if you're regulated, then you enjoy. But on a higher level, on a higher, in a higher way. So the, 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 the devotees of Krishna are not uh, bereft of, every, of anything. If we fully surrender to Krishna, Krishna fulfills all of our needs, even desires we didn't know we had. And gives us a feeling of satisfaction that is inexplicable. Hare Krishna. Quite a few left here. Ooh. Subrao Rajagopal? Yes, Subrao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. 
Thanks for the daily reading service. In the last verse, Brahma gave a part of his own body, quote, deep meditation, mental concentration, supernatural power, austerity, adoration, and renunciation, unquote. In the purport, Srila Prabhupada writes that, quote, spiritual realization cannot be attained by materialistic persons. For those who are addicted to sense enjoyment, spiritual realization is not possible. In Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that those who are too attached to seeking material possessions and material enjoyment cannot reach yoga samadhi, absorption in Krishna consciousness. Unquote. I remember this verse. Bhogaishvarya prasaktanam daya parita chetasam in the minds of those who are too attached to sense enjoyment and material opulence and who are bewildered by such things, the resolute determination for devotional service to the Supreme Lord does not take place. Daily readings, key drive. Thank you very much. That was kind of what I was saying before as I got off on that little tangent. You know, when the devotees serve Krishna purely, they try to give Krishna the best of everything for his satisfaction. But because they're eternal servants of Krishna, they share in those things. Just like a very rich man may have a servant or a group of servants, and they get to you know, sleep in the same house, and they you know, eat the same food, they, you know, they offer it, cook it as nice as possible for the, for the big man, and make it so succulent, and then, after he eats, they go in the kitchen and they eat it. <laughs> and they enjoy the same food. So like that, a pure servant of Krishna enjoys the facilities that Krishna has. They have the beautiful flowers, fragrances, and everything. Colors and beautiful forms. and They enjoy like anything. Just trying to please Krishna and Krishna's pure devotees. Hare Krishna. And from Gemma? Yes, Gemma. Can you please accept my humble obeisances, Guru Maharaj? Hare Krishna. Thanks again kindly. Hare Krishna. I am really enjoying these purports. How funny you can become God in six months and these crazy delusions are going on. Yeah. Ah, there's hope for me yet. Hearing and chanting. It seems Sri Krishna only wants us all to give up anything harmful that causes us anxieties, and still we fight him at every step. Yeah. I've heard Sri the Prabhupada say that it, that is the case, and we are overgrown, spoiled brats <laughs> with a very rich and powerful father. How Krishna is here now incarnated in the form of his name, and the Lord's name are non-different and purely spiritual and all his incarnations are all complete 100% entire and all perfect what power is there in Krishna's name I'm trying to not just say oh yeah yeah Krishna is here in his name and really believe it and think when I chant and it feels more from the heart Hare Krishna all glories to Srila Prabhupada all glories to his divine grace very wonderful reflections and is the proof of the pudding as they say the proof of the pudding is in the eating 
So the only way you can taste these things and actually know that they're true is by doing them yourselves. And hearing and chanting in the association of pure devotees is the way to, to taste these things, to associate with these elevated souls in the Bhagavatam, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Majari. Yes, Rati. I seem to remember the last time we heard this canto together and we came to the section of the demons glorifying the twilight, seeing it as a beautiful woman. You also started laughing as you read it to us. <laughs> Your laughter challenges my attachments to sense gratification <laughs> and disturbs my patterns of so-called enjoyment. Thank oh, you good. For that. Oh, good. <laughs> she says, thank you for that, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna, thanks. It works. Anyway, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at anybody. I'm just. It's so. It's so humorous the way people take themselves so seriously. You know, Hare Krishna. And uh, this is from. Aurantindan, Nick. Aurantindan, Nick. Well, Hare Krishna. Hare Rama. Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Thank you for coming. <coughs> Thank you for coming live, dear Guruji, with the glory of God. I request you to please guide on continuous failures in life and how to overcome it. Well, if you're continually failing, then generally you should understand that you might be doing something wrong and that's the beginning stage of submissiveness you can't enjoy spiritual life unless you're here with submission and so Krishna creates this material world in such a way that when you try to live without him you suffer again and again body after body life after life and finally uh, we, it's part of what causes us to get disgusted with material existence and start to look for something more, something different, something transcendental. And that will lead to our uh, accepting the process of Krishna consciousness. And eventually Krishna, the supreme, beautiful, knowledgeable, famous, powerful, wealthy, He's everything. Supreme renunciant. And when we get his association, then all our searching is finished. Hare Krishna. Gemma? Yes, Gemma. Jai His Holiness Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakurji. Jai Ho. That's from Katie. Yes, Katie. I attended that ceremony in person and it was so beautiful and so much nectar. It felt like I was in a spiritual world. Yes, it is. That's what the spiritual world is. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Daityari Hari. Yes, Daityari Hari. 
says thank you perfectly explained hmm and from Gopakanya yes Gopakanya Hare Krishna dear Maharaj because of the daily reading service of yours I'm fortunate that I am following and hearing in addiction you are becoming a part of our family members in our home though it is on Facebook and it is fascinating to see my children come and watching the altar of Abhai Prabhuji and which deities are installed, whether Radhabandhanishwar, Shamsundar from Vrindavan Dham, or Nuvraja Dham, and how beautifully they are decorated every day. And almost every day they remind me that it's time for Maharaj to read. <laughs> Though they can't sit down long with me to hear from you, but they love to be there with you. Hare Krishna, thank you, dear Maharaj, for the wonderful association. Well, thank you very much. That's probably one of the nicest things anybody has ever said to me. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Jama. Hare Krishna. My love to your kids. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakti brinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The, the in fascinating details of how the universe in all of its variety was created and all its yeah see you tomorrow Hare Krishna can't wait <laughs>